Do you hear that? That's the sound of you enjoying our new sponsor's product. Five gum. Stimulate your senses. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the, uh, what, 28th? Yeah, I think this is 20... The 28th episode. The second episode of season two. Yeah, second episode of season two, episode 28 of the Whole Lot of Nothing podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Uh, As usual, my name is Roland Prince at Roland the Prince on Instagram. And across the table from me is... Oh, Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Solo. Solo. There we go. Is that better? Uh, There we go. Okay, so my dog is just in the studio right now. and she just start? She just yanked some Yo, cables. Okay, so dog, get out of here. Down. Okay, you need to get out of here. As cute as she is. <laughs> it's not podcast friendly. No, she. it's not a dog cast. Okay, uh, go. Oh, jeez. How does she man? <laughs> Okay, let's restart. No, we're not. That's staying in. No, because I don't want to like. Oh, I'm <sighs> back. Was my mic on the whole time, or could I just not hear myself? Oh, everything was on. It was just ah. solo ripped your headphones out again. Oh, so I just couldn't hear me. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything yeah. was. So we'll, we'll keep this. I thought we like lost audio. No, no, everything was still there. You just got unplugged by my dog. So uh, yes, that's <laughs> Solo's guest appearance on the <laughs> yeah, podcast. We aren't uh, filming it right now, so um, I guess y'all just will hear the weirdest audio of all time. Is Solo a pit bull? Uh, no, she is a boxer Rottweiler mix, but just looks like a pit bull. Mm. But anyways, my name is Jamie Lee. Hi, Jamie Lee. Uh, at James Life, Life with an extra E on Instagram. Liffy. Should you want to uh, check out the gram, the gramliest. <laughs> uh, but anyways, in typical whole lot of nothing fashion, this is an entirely improvised podcast. We never come up, or I shouldn't say never, we very rarely discuss topics. Never say never. There you go. Okay, sorry. We, <laughs> we very rarely come up with a topic of conversation beforehand, and upstairs, me and RJ were kind of talking. It was like, wait, we have no idea what we're going to talk about today, and that's what I find is most exciting about doing this recording because we just don't know where this conversation will go. Yeah. Remember, in the past, we've talked about robot dicks. <laughs> um, we've talked a whole lot yep. about VR and you know virtual reality. We've yes, talked yes. about celebrities. Um, we've talked about New Year's resolutions. Yep. We've yep. talked about how Johnny gained 8,000 followers on TikTok in his first week on the platform, which, by the way, a little update, in just under a year, that has now reached about a quarter million. So he's continued to grow. But that, those are all the things that we have talked about, those and many more. Mm-hmm. What are things that we haven't talked about on this podcast? Because, like, you know, it's season two now. We've done season one. Season one was like the intro to who we are, our dynamic and whatnot. And we got a mm-hmm. lot of cool anecdotes and experiences in there. But what is what is something that we've neglected to speak on on the on the podcast? Well, seeing as I haven't listened to any of our podcasts, <laughs> neither have I. Don't since don't worry. February. Um, I think I don't think we talk about sports too much. But I don't really follow sports. That's probably why. And we have talked about sports. You talked about basketball at one point. You talked about hockey at a couple. Actually, times. can we talk about this? We oh, haven't talked God. about how the Raptors brought the championship back to Canada for the first time ever. I shouldn't say brought it back, but brought the NBA championship to Canada. And Kawhi Leonard yesterday finally got his ring. 
So I think that's a good kind of sports thing we can talk about. What did you think about the whole Raptors sort of uh, push through the playoffs? Um, I didn't follow it at all, and it really didn't entertain me too much. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I was all over that. I was actually, I went to Peru and I got really lucky that they won game six and then kind of brought brought it all back before I was actually leaving to Peru. Otherwise, I would have missed game seven because I would have been in Cusco and I don't know if I would have been able to find a place to watch the game. But yeah, Kawhi Leonard finally got his ring, has a middle finger on it because it goes on his middle finger. It's kind of like a fuck you. That's his words, not mine. <laughs> well, um, that's, yeah, that's nice. So for the most part, we don't talk about sports, mostly because that's a very one-sided conversation. Yes, where it's like, but here, would, here's a here's a two-sided conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I feel like this is something that like is becoming more of a thing that you like ask your friends. I don't know if it's like a normal question or whatnot, but like, who's your Instagram crush? Cause like everyone has a celebrity. You crush. know who it is. Yes. Yes. But the people don't know. I've talked about her on the podcast before. Oh, is this your dancer girl? Yeah. The Vi- okay. Yeah. I guess Amy Marie Gartner. Is, does she make TikToks now? She makes a couple, not many though. Okay. I thought she'd go from Vine to TikTok and it would just she, she'd work, but... kill it on TikTok. If she oh, took yeah. it more seriously. Okay. So yours she'd is also kill it on a date with me. So, <laughs> Amy Murray, if you want to come on the podcast and or if you want to go on a date with Jamie and we turn and, it into a podcast, yeah, we that can would record be great. It. Um, and yeah, you know what? We'll put on some lav mics. Oh, yeah. I don't know how creepy that is, though. Extremely. <laughs> like, extremely. Hey, like, like we're just I, I don't go. know. What, I don't know what's worse. If you let her know beforehand and say, hey, I'm going to be sticking mics on us, recording everything that happens tonight and putting it up as an audio podcast. I don't know if it's creepier if you tell her beforehand and then she comes or if you tell her right as she shows up i think it's what's, what's worse? worse if you do it right as she shows up okay yeah because then you're not giving her enough time to like be like yo i didn't agree to this yeah yeah that's just that's disrespectful and if you want a first date to go well you shouldn't be disrespectful yeah yeah who's your ig crush okay because I, I actually i've got i have a second ig crush can, can you can you get i have two too okay, okay. so that's that works but i can't rank them that's the thing i can't put one above the other they're both they're both amy Instagram marie's bay. at the top for me okay. i don't know if she'll ever get knocked down all right well one of them is joyce or j-a-y-c-e she's uh j-a-y-c-e j-8 like the letter oh. eight, like jates i don't know jates uh, anyway, her name's Joyce, uh, little uh, Latina girl who does mm. like artsy uh, photography type shit and uh, and fashion type stuff. But uh, she does like weird photoshops where she'll like make her arms like forty feet long and shit. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like she Funky just makes stuff. it. She makes it into a meme. But I don't know. She's cute. And then there's uh, Biba Doobie. Biba Doobie. Biba Doobie or Rad X svs or rad x vs i feel like these are both really obscure yeah the, neither of them are anything alike like one is just some artsy girl i guess actually no they're kind of like one is just some like girl who takes photos and shit in photoshop and the other one is uh in a punk band called well beba doobie mm. it's like her and her like support grant band but yeah it's a little like british asian girl with like dyed hair and shit yeah okay my yeah. second one who's your second my yeah. second one is at lexi limitless yeah uh she's the youngest person to travel to every single country on planet earth at the age of 21 well and you know, i'll show you she's every like, single country every what, how many countries are there 196 190 i thought there were 202 no 196 and she's like losing countries. north korea was the final one 
Um, I, oh, she is gorgeous. Like the only downside is that she's currently dating one of the hosts of like my favorite YouTube channel, which kind of sucks, but good for you, Thomas. Um, but yeah, ch- just beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Hey, over here. Yes. She's a, she's a beautiful woman. Oh, just scroll through. Well, hello. Yeah. She's, Stunning. That's a fucking big moth. Not to take away from, yeah, that's her face, but, but she's she's a cutie. Oh, I yeah. like. So if you're listening, you should uh, follow. Yeah, Lexi Limitless. If you're uh, listening, you should follow at James Life. And if he doesn't pique your fancy, at Roland the Prince is always available for you. Yeah, he's been to. Uh, <laughs> two she's never going to hear this. I think. I think maybe four people are going to hear that, and they're all going to go, "Yeah, cool." Yeah, and I can trade you home with their day. If you if you could take your IG crush, yeah, we okay. Sorry, continue. to your to your go to spot. My go to spot for yeah. what? Your go to like what? Like if you had to take your IG crush to like on a date in Ottawa, okay, what would you do and where would you go and why? Okay, I feel like this is the exact same as our conversation about no, but I don't want to talk about the thirty six questions. Oh, and plus, okay, I feel okay, like okay. we have such few listeners that this is going to be a lot different. Okay. All right. Well, if I were to take my IG crush, it would depend first off which one I'm taking. Because if I'm taking... The Latino one. Oh, okay. So, Joyce. <sighs> That's a tough one. I'd say something pretty generic for, like, the first date. Like, mm. generic as in, like, ba- something like we can both... dinner? No. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. Okay. Here. Let me explain. My- <laughs> let me explain my reasoning. Let me explain my reasoning. Okay, so it's like something we can both do that's like it's not too hard of a learning curve or whatever where it's like we can focus on that if there's like an awkward silence or whatever and you know it's like there's a fallback you don't always have to constantly carry a conversation like uh because that's hard to do when you just meet someone especially if it's like yo you're some random girl off the internet so it's like mm-hmm. a, going to a dinner first time i'm ever meeting someone it's like weird because it's like yo i don't want to sit down with this girl and then like I have nothing to say. And the only thing to entertain us is conversation at like a dinner. But if you go to like mini putt or something, there's always something else that if you can't make a conversation real quick, it's like there's something you could be doing and it's still like, and talk about bonding time. And exactly. It sparks conversation. Mm. Uh, So yeah, I'd choose something that we could actually physically do. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. She's, she's not like, I'm sure, but like glow in the dark mini pot. That's the same answer that I gave when uh, we were talking about celebrity crushes, and I was talking about Gal Gadot. But actually, no, with her, I said I think I said rock climbing or bouldering. Okay. Yeah. No, but uh, but yeah, I'd probably take her like mini putting or something. Like, yeah, get some ice cream. I think it depends on the season for me. Well, yeah, duh, it depends on the season. But like, like if I was, I I was thinking it's like summer. If I was taking Amy Marie, this is I think the same girl I said last time. It is the exact same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this man has been crushing hard for Yo, like two years. No, years. since 2013, my guy. Oh my god, bro! That's six <laughs> years. Bro, that is I, sick. It's almost seven bro, years ago, bro. Way, way oh my the, god! I remember being in high school, and I was like, I, I saw this like dancer girl on Vine. I was like, oh, she like she like fine fine, and then she Vine fine. Yeah, she she very Vine fine, and oh, then yeah. I I just like kept following her on Instagram, and then and and to her house and. <laughs> I've not been to Cleveland. Uh, oh, what you, how do you know? She <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to exactly this address. <laughs> um, no. And then I was like, oh man, like I ain't going to meet this person. <laughs> well, it, I guess there is a possibility if you can take a I trip take to, it to the canal and, though. Yeah. The canal. Yeah. Cause I can skate well. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm yeah. a good skater. 
Uh, is she a good skater? That's probably not, which makes it better for me. Ah, uh, so you can teach her. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's there's uh, there's some nice points you could win right there with. Yeah. Her. There you go. Uh, well, all right. Now, what if it was your other celebrity crush? Anna Kendrick? Yeah, how would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first off, No, no, sorry, Instagram celebrity crush. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Lexi? Yeah. How, like, how would your date, uh, ideal first date change for, oh, for it Lexi? Have to, it would have versus... to be like some sort of travel oh, oh, to okay. a place that neither of us have been to. So or... like, how long are we talking that you're going to be spending together for a first time ever meeting? A weekend. Okay, so like three <laughs> days, just like you are with yeah. this person for three days, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What I do is I take her to the airport and I'd say, hmm, what is the farthest city we can get to today? <laughs> and then fly there and figure it out. Because I, I genuinely think the fastest way to get to know people is to travel with them. Oh, well, definitely, because you're, like, you're literally living every part of their day with them for multiple days on end. Yeah, like, and travel's always really stressful, even when it's like not meant to be well, when it comes at least to, yeah um actually this is what i'll talk about us uh, i'd say partial blart here blart um, blart half blart um so uh what i want to talk about a bit and it, it does connect it's the difference between travel and vacations so a lot of people want to travel because they want a vacation which means you know, go to a beach, stay in a nice resort, all inclusive, relax, kind of stay in one spot. No responsibilities like at Yeah, no home, responsibilities, yeah. you know, like just drink, party, or tan, or do whatever. Um, but I honestly, I wouldn't consider that traveling. That's, that's a vacation. It's a break. It's a, you're relaxing from your normal life. Okay. Travel takes a lot more effort. Travel takes either whether you're planning or not, it takes you to actually invest in another person's culture in faraway places, or it doesn't necessarily need to be far away, just outside of your own backyard where you try to discover somebody else's point of view, um, somebody else's way of life, um, a different landscape. It requires the effort of getting to that place, experiencing culture, as well as going through different landmarks or landscapes solely for the purpose of like enriching your worldview. Does that okay. make sense? That does make sense. That does make sense. Because the way I've always done it is like, even though I'm traveling a lot, I never look at it as a vacation because it is not relaxing. Yeah. It is not like even just going like hopping on flights, um, going to new countries, um, I'm usually there to go see like incredible landmarks or remarkable landscapes. And that is a lot different than kind of just unplugging on a, on an all inclusive resort. I think the biggest difference is that if you are taking a vacation ju just for the sake of going to resorts, all inclusives, that sort of stuff, a cruise, um, a lot of it basically means that you're really just having access to the same luxury that you could find in your own city, just in a warmer climate. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, um, whereas travel requires a significant amount of more effort, um, both in kind of just exploring and kind of meeting people and that sort of stuff. So. Okay. So, tra so travel is more an experience the, of, of taking your life and moving it somewhere else. And and gathering more knowledge to build on your life in another place. Yeah. And then vacation is just going and picking up and doing nothing essentially in some, somewhere else. Yeah. 
Literally, it's kind of just doing nothing in a warmer place. Or, you know, some people do it in like colder places. We call those people psychos. Yeah. Um, But that's, for me, the biggest difference. And that doesn't mean you can stay at like a five-star all-inclusive resort and not travel. Yeah. Because you can use that as like a base and then go explore like Havana, like in Cuba and go explore the city and like actually see how people are living and see what the capital is actually like. Yeah. But to remain at one little place that has a lot of luxury that, you know, probably is a really nice, beautiful beach. Mm-hmm. I don't look at that as actually experiencing travel because it's you're you can do that here. You can yeah. do that anywhere in the world. Yeah. The benefit you're getting there is just the the same luxury that you could spend your money on in Ottawa just with a nicer beach and essentially trees. yeah yeah and probably better sunsets too so what was the main thing that made us that led us to this point in the conversation because i was talking about lexi oh yeah so so you want to take her take her on a trip and now we travel with her not a vacation yes travel travel so you'd have things planned out that you do during the day so or we figure that out Okay, you figure out so where if you could choose the place to go right now where would you go that's difficult because i'd want it to be a place that i don't think okay, money money's that, not an object in no this no, no but the reason i'm saying it's difficult is because i want it to be a place that i don't think she's been to she's been everywhere yeah but within certain places she may not have gone okay well if you just have places, to very so, quickly um pull honestly, something out of your ass if, where would you go let's just assume this is the summer okay summer honestly i'd probably go to the yukon the Yukon, okay. Yeah, it's a very obscure place that a lot of people don't think of going to. Most people don't end up going to. I've it's never been. It's the Alaska of Canada. Yeah, and it's got the largest peaks in the country. Nice. Um, So with all the mountains that you see in Alberta and BC are completely dwarfed by what we have even farther north in Yukon. Um, it's a lot less, a lot less tourism there than BC and Alberta. And I just think that there's so much opportunity for incredible wildlife and landscapes and adventures there that most people don't think of. How sick would it be to go mountain biking there? That'd be so sick. There's probably so many like untouched trails or trails that are just like really low me. So long. many lines waiting to be discovered. Dude, so much steez. Too much steez. <laughs> Unlimited Three brat. Much steez, bro. <laughs> bro, every, every uh, now and again, you know, on my Instagram, it's I've had my Instagram for years. And, you know, when I did like when, when I was heavy into mountain biking, I followed a bunch of mountain biking accounts. And like every once in a while, I'll like come across mountain biking videos in my feed now. And it's like, wow, like I used to do this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. All the time. <laughs> Well, like we still DM each other the bike stuff. I bike. I more literally than you. DM you something uh, bike like involved today. Yesterday, I think it was. Oh, it was yesterday. Okay. And I sent you uh, one as well, Fabio. Fabio Vimber. Fabio Vimber is. Yo, he has surpassed uh, what's his name, Danny McCaskill. Yeah, he cause, by because of leaps his leaps and bounds. Just <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> um, and that, but for for those of you that don't know Danny McCaskill is essentially like the Michael Jordan of trials biking. trials mountain biking yeah. it's uh what trials is it's essentially like it's I shouldn't say mountain sick. it's trials biking it's yeah. very urban uh a lot of hopping and kind of really technical it, the most technical yeah, it's the most riding. technical form of riding there is probably you're balancing it's like on rails parkour yeah exactly that's the best way to describe it think of what parkour athletes do but you have to do that on two wheels and then if you want to get even crazier there's people who do it on ones with like engines in the bike so like like dirt bikes and that one is absolutely insane yeah so fabio 
transferred from being a trials rider specifically to then being a downhill mountain biker and a dirt jumper and a slope style artist he's just the best over he's like the swiss army knife knife of bikers he can yeah. do any style if you put him on a bmx in a concrete bowl he'd shred it yeah you put him on a trials bike downtown ottawa he's having a good time you can make the argument he may be the most diverse rider and most creative rider on the planet oh definitely um definitely I, but it's tough well, to I, say I can't like, even, well brandon seminuk is just a fucking god yeah like there's there, he's just on another tier that's Same not a Brent reader oh yeah of course but those guys don't have like if you put them on a trials bike and ask them to do even half the shit favio does so, like they're not gonna be able to do it yeah that's the thing. that's wild like, he just has that edge of like another level of control that like these guys have but don't have mm-hmm. his is very precise and accurate control of whatever he does theirs is very wild and flowy and that it's like like they'll just kick that whip out and they can put it wherever they want exactly where they want it. Mm. But like the way that they do things is very flowy. And I like think, uh, I, think Fabio very, actually, like, I think Fabio actually had like the record for the longest jump ever on a downhill mountain bike Shit. when he did uh, that the ski resort thing. Yeah, the ski resort. So he basically bombed down an entire ski hill. Hey, Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> if you don't watch joe rogan you probably don't understand that uh yeah it's just a you know right over your head but but continues yeah so he hit this he started at the top of the ski hill if you look up fabio vibmer vibmer's with a w because he's austrian so w-i-b-m-e-r yep fabio vibmer yep. uh on youtube and you'll see a ton of his videos i think he put out one last week that i haven't had a chance to watch which is like this urban, seen urban downhill one but he bombs down an entire ski hill on a bike and he sent a jump so far that I think he actually exceeded like 102 feet. Holy shit. And then one of the jumps, he did a double backflip over. That's crazy. Which the, fact, just, the fact that he, like, I've seen his progression from like practicing single backflips in his backyard to the yeah. double backflips on ski, ski hills, like flying down a mountain. Like, I think insane. Like, I've always thought about it, especially the past year, like, I should say 2019 calendar year, mm-hmm. but like, high performance people and athletes. And I think we actually started the year off talking about a book I was reading called high performance habits. Mm-hmm. And we, we had our first giveaway back then. When Give we gave out the book. Uh, it's my boy Hamza. So hopefully Hamza still listening. I know you've been reading the book, so I know you've been enjoying it. So it's good to see hey, Hamza. Um, I just have a secret message hidden within this podcast for you. Um, uh, yeah. If you, if, if you listen to this podcast, um, uh, the message is, Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, all that build up for, for nothing. But, but anyway, so yeah. uh, I've been really fascinated about how certain athletes, entrepreneurs, artists, creative minds are able to just do so much more than other professionals, like the uncommon amongst the uncommon, you know, because you see local professional riders that are incredible yeah. or local professionals in any skill set, whether that's as, you know, rappers and musicians or videographers in my case or any field it could be hockey players basketball players anything you see these guys and they're legit top tier at what they do but then knowing that there's such the gap between you and them is even smaller than the gap between those guys and the very best like fabio or brandon seminuk is that's the stuff that blows my mind so i i find there's there has to be some sort of like trifecta when it comes to that degree of performance. Like it has to be, um, I feel like that degree of performance 
really comes from what kind of person you are, whether you thrive under heavy pressure or complete freedom. And the people who are, you know, the best at what they do in their own right, like because they do it because they want to do it. They just do it because in their free time, because it's the one thing that takes them away from whatever it is that they're doing in life. That's not that like, uh, for example, Jeremy Mendini, Mm-hmm. He's a local rider. Yeah. Uh, he rides a uh, basically. Well, uh, how would you describe a dirt jumper to people who don't know what a dirt He's jumper like a, is? Like a street bike. Yeah, I, I guess. Sure. Like a street bike fixed all fixed for no suspension on his bike. It's like a big BMX. Yeah, essentially. But I've ridden with this guy for for what? Since I was starting riding mountain mm-hmm. bikes, like every skate park I went to, he'd be there every once in a while. And, you know, I'd, he'd give me pointers and whatnot. But like I still see videos now with him and the rise and like he's doing insane fucking tricks and like insanely stylish as well like with yeah. like on the level of a pro easily but yeah he is i feel like the only reason the only reason you know yeah i guess he is a pro but the only reason he's there is because like he does it because he likes it and he just does it because he wants to and there's no like you have like when you do it as a, as a job as a paid professional you do it as like i have to get this video part and it has to be this type of way because there's x y and z other rider on the team and they do this style they do this style so i can't step yes on their no. toes for release stuff and like there's just little tiny things like that that tweak your the way you do things and when you do things just for yourself rather than for no but like, the way team, i look you know, at it's it different kind of what my point that i'm trying to get to is like jeremy Munduni is an incredible rider yeah um one of the best i've seen in person but the gap between him and Brandon Semenuk is larger than the gap between me and Jeremy. Oh, definitely. And that's how insane Brandon Semenuk or Fabio and Brett Reeder are. And I I guess the point that I'm trying to say is to get to that degree that you are that good, as, as good as Fabio at anything, I think takes such an intense commitment and passion within what you're doing that all you can ever think about and dream about and all that ever consumes you is that one thing that you want to be so much better than anybody else. Um, The same way that Isaac Newton wanted to provide more to the world within the scientific community than his, his peers, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes that sort of dedication of showing up like 12 to 14 hours a day for 20 years to be able to do something that remarkable Mm -hmm. as well as kind of the trifecta that I was talking about. It's like, you got to have the natural talent And I don't think natural talent is the biggest part. In fact, I'd say it's maybe 10 to 20%. The natural ability just to pick up that sort of skill set quickly, whether you're a guitarist, musician, videographer, mountain biker, athlete, anything, just a bit of a bit of natural ability. Two, you have to have the drive of a friggin' ox. You know, you can't be ever be willing to quit. You can't stop. You can't ever stop thinking about it. And then so that's kind of like the mindset of where you have to be. And then four, you have to match or not four, three, you have to match that with this really intense commitment of actually showing up day in and day out and practicing your, your craft deliberately, you know, like sitting down and like, you're like, I don't like how I do my bar spins. So I'm going to throw a thousand today. Just as Steph Curry probably shoots like a thousand jump shots every day, you know? Yeah. Just to get that much better of a shooter than anybody else. Um, I find it just really, really fascinating comparing uncommon individuals to the ones that are within those communities. And they're even more uncommon than the, the rest of the pros. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense. Like there's, I guess a good way to put it is, I think I'll, we'll try to transfer out of this in a sec, but 
one way is like force blurt for for professional athletes um like for hockey for example you can be one of the best hockey players in the world top like 0.5 percent of those athletes and make half a million dollars or probably like two hundred thousand dollars a year in sweden playing the professional leagues in the swedish elite league or in switzerland or one of those other european professional leagues but the gap between you and the nhl is huge and the gap between those guys and the superstars in that league is even bigger. And I just find it incredibly fascinating how those gaps can happen amongst people that are already so talented. Bruh. Bruh. Yes. Getting a little distracted, are you? <coughs> sorry. Yes. Sorry. I thought the people were, uh, they were talking to you, not to me, you know. Who was talking to me? You, the audience. You know, you, you were engaging with the audience, not... This isn't a monologue. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I was dying, coughing slowly in the corner. But mm. yeah, yeah. Anyway, blart, force blart. Okay. All right, I have nowhere to blart to, but we'll uh, we'll pick it up as I go along. This yeah. has been a very very like impromptu podcast. Like, I think this is the most impromptu podcast we've. Yeah, had. this is probably the most improvised we've ever headed into. Oh, a hundred percent. Like a, a topic of conversation. Like usually, like right before we hit record, we'll look at each other and we'll be like, "Yeah, I have shit that I want to say." Yeah, like and there's then usually we'll things right like usually when we come into these podcasts, there's oftentimes like at least one of us will have an idea of something we want to bring up or yeah. ask the other person, but we haven't discussed it. Take in. It's only been 30 minutes. Yeah, no, that's fine. We're going to, we could, I could do this all night. Oh, we, we can do this. All I, night. I could do, let's this. do an eight hour podcast where we just sit no, down. No, no, and no, no. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like J station, pull those 24 hour challenges out. Shit. Okay. Okay. Actually something that I, I have found interesting this week and I haven't, looked into it enough but i am planning on it soon yeah is i want to talk about who may be the biggest creator on the planet today and as somebody who's a big time social media nerd oh so marketing you, you nerd, have you have an answer about this and i and i have an answer about who's the biggest one in the world in the world i think we should all as case we should, we should count the three in the same no, 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 same no i don't want to say it at the same time who oh, do okay. you think it is <laughs> biggest creator in the world like yeah like hey, are, 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 we just, are we just talking like internet are we just talking youtube or are we yeah, just talking, like what are I'll, we talking i'll say youtube okay as i think i'm, that's I'm the pretty most sure the biggest platform. one on youtube right now is like pewdiepie still no i'm not talking subscriber numbers oh i'm what? talking about actual influence viewership and dedication of their audience i don't know riley reed like who <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure you could say she has the the most engaged audience on the internet <laughs> no i'm talking okay. about mr beast mr beast do you know who mr beast is i i know only a little bit about mr beast i know like he does these like oh, the crazy like thousand or a hundred thousand yeah. dollar giveaways and he did um actually i i, li- I also listened to the uh, the misfits podcast and he uh they were t- he was talking about like, on that podcast i was listening to a, an older episode where they were talking about the uh, hundred thousand dollar or yeah hundred thousand dollar like a uh, battle royale apex legend sponsored airsoft match that he did for uh for charity or some shit like, yeah yeah, but so he's uh, he, no, he sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, basically. So I'm just starting to get into it because I started seeing it in the news a bit more and more. Mm. Um, so I'm sure people of our audience, all 25 of them, <laughs> shout <laughs> out least, to y'all. At, at least a couple of them uh, probably know who he is a little bit better. But anyway, so essentially, he's a YouTuber that is incredibly famous, and I believe he started his channel 
off of having extremely fortunate crypto investments go his favor. Mm. I don't know the amount, but I would at say at least four dollars. I would I would say deep into deep into nine figures. So or no, deep, sorry, deep deep into eight figures or so. So like at least four dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like we're talking talking even more than that we're talking like i would say minimum $7? 10 million plus like 10 million dollars and up and i think how he wanted to start his channel was like i have so much money right now that i actually don't know how to spend it and so he started doing these challenges like one of them recently was like he ordered a pizza from domino's and tipped the house oh, like so that he gave him the house yeah he gave the like pizza delivery guy at the house shit that's <laughs> fucking sick yeah and then another one i i saw i watched it on snapchat um was there was bro his- imagine but hold on before we move on imagine <laughs> being a fucking domino's delivery guy you st- your boss is yelling at you oh you gotta get you gotta get this pizza you too much pepperoni on you know all that type of shit you drive all the way out to this fucking house to give this dude his pizza he pays for his pizza all good and he's like yo Here's your tip. Yeah. But you can't fit it in the car. It's like, what? It's this house. And he Enjoy. gave him the keys. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Bro. Like, that's... So, do you, oh, my God. Just Sorry, nuts. Yeah, and yeah. then another one that I saw on Snapchat, uh, and I, I'm sure it's on YouTube as well, but yeah, I, thought it was the, I thought it was the most clever and fun and cool idea because it's something we've all dreamed of as kids. And that was he got his 10 friends, 10 of his like closest friends, to have 20 minutes. Wow, that is something I wanted as a kid, having 10 (laughs) friends. (laughs) She had 10 friends. They had 20 minutes. And I think it was like in a big shopping mall, Mm -hmm. um, like overnight, to 20 minutes to go hide in the mall. And the last person found in this big game of hide and seek wins $50,000. Was it like a full mall full of people? No, no, it was like overnight when it was closed. Sorry, sorry. Um, So like people were going into like a movie theater or something. Um, I, I don't know if it was a mall. It was some sort of big multi-story building. Okay. Um, and then throughout the night when they were like realizing it's taking too long, they're like, okay, you have 10 minutes. You have to go on a different floor or you have 10 minutes. You have to go on floor three. So it was like, or you have to go to a different hiding spot. <laughs> so it was like, holy shit. So they all had like walkie talkies on them or something. Yeah. And oh. then all of the friends had their own like little, like, uh, point and shoot cameras to kind of log the experience being like, Hey, like this is where I'm at. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, also as evidence that they were like leaving. Yeah. Um, when they were called upon. Um, and so basically like another one that he did was he rented, like he actually did this. He rented out a bank, a bank and allowed people to withdraw whatever amount of money they wanted to. What? <laughs> <laughs> That that takes a money money. Yeah. Like, but God here's damn. the thing. This dude is getting so famous and so popular on YouTube and it is so advertiser friendly mm-hmm. that he's making just as much money as he's giving away. That's insane. But from sponsors and from ad revenue, I would say he might I wouldn't even be surprised if like a sponsor puts up that fifty thousand dollars. So I think I know what we need to do now in order to make this podcast pop is we just need to start giving shit away. <laughs> Another high performance habits book. Exactly. No, we just need to figure out something that people want. Uh, that's not money because we don't have any of that. But <laughs> but yeah, so this guy like just does all these like crazy things and different ways of giving away his that, money. That's actually super sick. Like 
I think I think that's one of the most clever. It's one of the most inspiring, and it's one of the most like heartwarming, like ideas it's only good things like nothing bad comes from giving people money usually yeah and you can see him like he's like genuinely a good guy and yeah one of the like sometimes like on his instagram story like sometimes you'll see him be like we're doing the pay for your rent challenge and then he just goes up to a stranger how much is your rent a month and then gives them in cash (laughs) that amount yeah that's when you lie about your rent and be like it's four times more than what it really is (laughs) <laughs> and you get uh, it's for like four months it's like three hundred and twenty-two thousand a month <laughs> it's like damn this is expensive pesos. all right <laughs> <laughs> is it pesos <laughs> pesos it's yen <laughs> it's it's actually gbr what's the, the great british pound <laughs> well, why wait wouldn't that be gdp or ggp or gdp GD- gross domestic product gross domestic product <laughs> Dude, I need dude, to know the net income like, of Brazil. Dude, I need like 10 GDP. Dude, I'll give you like so much gross domestic product. Yo, I got the like best s- product produced domestically. And, and it's, it's fucking absolutely gross. gross. It's gross, gross, dude. Fuck, I got these leaves. Yo, my dog actually in the morning sometimes when we come downstairs, we'll find out that she made a gross domestic product on the floor. So. Ew. And we're talking about $59 million a year. That is how much my talk. No, Could you, uh, but seriously though, could you yeah. imagine like having that much money that you actually don't know what's how to, it, do, what with to it? do with it? Yeah. That literally like if you cr- won the mil- his like, career has became making money by giving out money. And the more money he gives out, the more money he makes. Yeah. Which means the more money he it's can crazy. give out, exactly. which means he's in the most incredible virtuous cycle in the history of humanity. It's like he gives away money to make mo- that much money or, or sorry, a little bit more than that money back to give away more money. And it just all keeps going. Yeah, That's a great circle to be in. Another thing that he also did was he started teamtrees.org. What are team trees? So he wa- he made the goal of before 2020 to plant two million trees, two million. So one dollar per tree. Yeah. Elon, or no, was was it more? It was ten million, maybe five million. I don't know. It was a couple million of trees. Yeah. Um. And so Elon Musk, the, I think the Lord was, Commander of Mars. Yeah, himself. I think it was two million. Elon Musk put in a hundred thousand dollars to plant a hundred thousand trees. Shit. Toby Lutke, who's the CEO of Shopify here in Ottawa, local local boy, freaking Shopify, has the record for most pledged. For team trees at a hundred thousand and one dollars. Nice. <laughs> Just to put one one more tree than that Elon. That is the pettiest thing that I've ever seen. But the best but was like it. the memes that came out of it when Elon put it in. They started calling him Treelon Musk. Treelon Musk. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's like it's a whole lot of positivity. Being- oh, if we were filming this, I would actually look up Treelon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Just find the memes. Exactly. Oh my god. Actually, Elon Musk had a. We've talked about Elon Musk a lot. Can we post some Trelon Musk memes on, on the, the uh, whole lot of nothing Instagram, which oh is at God, WLN please. podcast? Um, I'm going to show you the tweets that e- one of the tweets Elon put up yesterday. <laughs> I actually thought it was so funny. Elon um, Musk. I don't know. He doesn't come across to me as like the funniest dude. He's kind of like Mark Zuckerberg in the way yeah, where no, like, but, they're kind of like lizard okay, people. Here like, it is. It's like it's really nerdy, but it's funny. He goes. Right. If life is a video game, the graphics are great, but the plot is confusing and the tutorial is way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day that, that I think I talked about this in the last podcast, but um, uh, basically 
life starts when you turn 18. Childhood is the free trial. Mm. Like your subscription starts at 18. Yeah, it's like a three month trial. Yeah, exactly. Taxes are just a subscription that you have to pay every year in order to keep living in the country you're living in. Interesting. So it's a weird way to think about it. It's like Netflix, but for living. Mm. It's your subscription. Blart. Blart. Um, I um, actually want to talk about a much more controversial topic. Oh, okay. Spicy. That we've talked about a bit in the past. I know you and I have similar opinions on it. Okay. Um, I don't think most of the listeners will. Um, I want to talk about post-secondary education. Okay. In like what aspect of post-secondary? Um, I want to... I'll ask you this. Okay. Do you think in most cases post-secondary education a college degree a university degree is roi positive return on investment positive just yeah. for those of you who don't know um pause no not necessarily okay for the va- for the vast majority of people who are going no for a select few that are going into a trade or whatever that requires a university degree in order to get in there usually yes what i'll also add is because i totally agree but i'll also add is that i think that there's so many people that are going into engineering or medicine or law that probably shouldn't oh and because they're just doing it because they were able to work hard enough to get good grades yep and that got them in and they figured that would be a nice safe way to make a lot of cash but I think for those people, especially safe is never fun. I feel like for, for those people, especially it's very ROI negative. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause if, you're not getting a good quality of life when you get out. So realistically money aside, yeah, you might be making enough money to pay back your student loans and still live comfortably. But at the same time, it's like, if you're not enjoying what you're doing to, in order to pay those bills, then you're just living in misery and you wasted a bunch of time to well, exactly. get a job that you don't like. And for every lawyer that, hate, whoa, that was way louder than I thought it would be. Um, but for every lawyer that hates their job, there's one that loves it, you know, and there's one that totally adores, like just trying to win a case, trying to help oh, yeah. their client and that stuff. So how are our people that aren't passionate about law ever supposed to compete against the ones that are, even if you're a lot smarter, even if like school came a lot easier to you, I think that's very much ROI negative. I just wanted to talk about this because I know you and I have pretty strong opinions on this, but are also very open to it. I think in many cases, especially in business, um, definitely be cautious and careful. For example, a lot of people go into finance because their goal and dreams are to like do well in the stock market. I think you can learn all about markets and market behaviors and stocks, bonds, all those things from books online. You can learn all that stuff cheap, from the comfort of your own bed cheap or your courses, your own toilet. Yeah, exactly. From laptops. The, the benefit of having a finance degree would be to handle other people's money. Yes. Which is good. But if you just want to build your own portfolio and become fully sustainable on your own investments, you don't, you don't need that. No, and, and you and can go and hire those at, people who just took that course and now have that piece of paper that says they, well, they graduated. You could you imagine if you're 18 years old and you're going to be paying $15,000 a year for college or university? And that's, in Canada, pretty low. Yeah. 15K a year. Could you imagine if you invested that into like an 8% return sort of like 
into the market, you know, and say 8% returns for four years, you know, mm-hmm. you'd be making thousands of dollars back right away. And if you just keep putting that money back in to the market over a long period of time, you're going to be having so much more money than the rest of your peers down the line. And I think that's some like people don't talk like that, you know, like there's nothing wrong with saying like, you know what, I'm going to go be a dishwasher for four years live at home. I'm going to put all of that money either into some sort of savings account into maybe you want to save that money to put down a down payment on a, an income property mm-hmm. or things like that. There's so many ways that you can make a lot of money and have your own personal financial freedom without actually having to go through those four years of getting a degree that especially nowadays is not guaranteeing you anything. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, like I think I read that it's about 46%, something along those lines in the US, like 46% of college graduates are underemployed. Well, yeah. Which is well, I just, very there's, dangerous. There's not a lot of jobs that are opening up in any career path that people are studying because people have been studying for like engineering, for example. There's, I have quite a few friends that are in engineering programs, mechanical, electrical, doesn't matter. Um, civil, but anyway. There's not that many openings that are sustainable that are not just short-term contract work mm-hmm. that are opening up at about anywhere really. Yep. One, of, one of my buddies was just lucky that he got his situation because he just happened to know someone who knew someone, mm-hmm. and that's the only way, reason that he got his job. But there's so many people that are spending so much money on a pro, on a program to get a degree to go get a job that even if they do like, there's no opening for them to get unless they start their own firm and that is a complete or they become a freelancer or contractor to other companies and but the thing is the all the reason a lot of people aren't like willing to do that is because they need consistency yeah because they now need to pay back these massive loans that they just took out to get to the situation that they're in yeah you know what i mean it's it's a weird spot to be in but if i could really like if i could say whether or not like do i regret going to post-secondary no yeah i don't don't regret going either i don't i'm just glad i left yes I'm glad I went because it gave me a little bit of time to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. It opened my eyes to new experiences. It put me in new situations I'd never been in where I had to think of, you know, how am I going to navigate the situation? Am I going to do X? Am I going to do Y? And, you know, pretty much it just gave me a new perspective on my life and mm-hmm. how I, who I am as a person and what it is I like, you know, versus uh, what am I told to like? And, yeah. You know, when I actually got the chance to see, okay, I, I don't like what it is I'm studying here. I, I then got to go to a to another school to study something I actually wanted to study. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw the difference between, you know, how much I learned when I didn't want to learn something. And I'm yeah. just there because I feel like I have to. And then I go somewhere where I want, I go to learn something because I want to and how much more I retained and how much better I was at it. I don't know. I think like it, it helps you grow as a person, but it also can like, and growing as it a person can help, help you grow as a person. It can. And I feel like growing as a person helps you, you know, move forward. Yeah. In, in but life I also general, think, but staying away from university and doing a multitude of other things, like, you know, just investing really hard into the stock market, whether you go up or down, like if you, like if you fail your first, like three major investments in the market, you know, like th- those are some big punches in the face that are going to wake yeah. you up at a young age and like really teach you like to be smarter. Um, if you go travel for like two years across the globe and meet people from Africa and Australia or Asia and all these other places, and you actually go see those ways of life, you're going to build a lot of connections as well as you're going to 
be more open to different opportunities. But I think ultimately what you're saying, and I totally agree with, because my experience was very similar, was by doing something that you hate so much, it really accelerates your experience in defining things that you love. Oh, it definitely. Like, um, that's the only reason why I found music. And I'm not sure. I th- I'm pretty sure I've explained this on other episodes of the podcast before. But um, the way that I actually ended up finding that I enjoy being in the studio is I would be at Carlton. And I found in my first week of my first year there, I found a studio in that in that uh, in one of the buildings. I forget oh, fuck, what was the building called. I think it was Southam Southam Hall. Yeah, like Southam. Fifth, like fifth floor. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a building on Carlton campus. Um, but I used to go up there and there was this one, like uh, this one room you go in there and profs would go in there to record voiceovers for videos. And then like video students would go in there to do like editing at IMAX and like blue yetis and like soundproofing on the walls. But there was like one, like three cubicles, like, like there's three rows, like one on the right, one mm. in the middle, one on the left. They're all glass sliding doors. And I would go in there and uh, I remember I didn't see anybody in there the first time I go in and I sit down and I'm like, fuck, there's a password on one of the computers. And then some girl walks in, she sits down and I'm like, I walk over and I'm like, Hey, I, uh, sorry, I'm so stupid. I forgot the, the password for the computer. I forgot to write it down. And then she goes, Oh, it's this. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so I walk back. I'm That's like, so I, I put it in. I, I hit enter. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> like I felt like a, you know, <laughs> hacker man. <laughs> you like robbed a bank or exactly. something. It's like the boys were in. So uh, I managed to, fly, I managed to get all my software running and, and whatnot on the uh, computer. And I would, I'd be in there all the time and just sitting down for hours. And I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be in there. I had no idea. Mm. So I kept on getting kicked out by this guy who like this younger, maybe like 27, 28 year old guy, beard, walk arrow guy. He'd walk up and he'd be like, Hey, what are you doing in here, man? You got to go. I'm like, okay, sorry. And I get kicked out. And this, I remember this guy kicked me out for like a month straight, like every day he's seeing me in there. And I'd sometimes be in there for an hour, sometimes two hours, three hours, whatever. Sometimes two minutes. Exactly. And it doesn't like, he would just kick me out. And then there was one time, I think it was like the 17th or 18th time he kicked me out or something. <laughs> he was like, okay, I, what are you doing in here, man? Like, I'm genuinely curious. You're in here all the time. I hear music bumping, but like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making music. And he's like, show me what you're doing. And at this time I was making my first ever mistape, uh, the village hidden in the sound or VHIS. And, um, he was like, okay, I want you to play me some songs. And at this point I had gotten through maybe like three quarters of the album. So like our mixtape, mm-hmm. I, so he's like, play me a song. I played him a song. He didn't say anything. I play him another one. Uh, and he's like, play me another one, play another one. And he was like quiet the whole time at the end. He's like, we get through like three or four songs. He's like, this is good. I like it. Listen, man, I'd rather you be in here doing something that sit here empty. So send me an email whenever you want to come in. I'll let you know if it's free. It usually is. You can come in here and do your thing, but just it's on paper. So I don't get in trouble. And it's mm. like, holy shit. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. So I would skip classes. I would skip exams. I would skip a bunch of stuff. Just <laughs> skip exams. Yeah. Like I, there were, like, there was this one, <laughs> There was actually the case. So I was so serious about that's this. That's like a big difference between skipping a class and so, skipping an but exam. But that was like the big eye opener for me because at the moment, like at that time in my life, what the, the most important thing that I was supposed to be focusing on in my life was going to school mm. and like getting those grades to eventually go to teacher's college to get my teaching certificate so I can go to high school and be a high school teacher. That was like my plan. Mm. And I didn't really want to do that, but it was like, oh, my mom's a teacher. It's a pretty easy job. I know I'm good at it. I've tried it when I did co-op and shit in high school. So mm. this is going to be fine. Uh, that's how I can live my life. I got my summers off like, you know, but like it is what it is. So anyway, it's not really what I wanted to do, but I knew it was a good, healthy, secure life in the future. But mm. then I found music and I was like, this is way more interesting than any class I'm taking. Excuse me. I like this. It's a good experience. And 
I ended up, yeah, so I was skipping classes. Um, it came around to exam season and I was just like, yo, fuck it. I just, I don't care about this class. I don't want to go to it. I never went to the classes. I don't feel like studying the material. I'm going to be a musician. So yeah, it's like I can put that effort and time that I would use studying into yeah. like making this mixtape. Into not giving myself a headache and a freaking panic attack uh, going to this exam. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I started doing that. And then once I found that I can actually do this as a program that I can pay to go to go to school. And I didn't have to go to school for it. Like I could have learned everything I learned mm. at school online. It was just school was the better way for me to learn it. Cause I got my hands on the really expensive equipment. Yeah. I was about to say it gave you access to high quality equipment yeah. and you know, like in studio time Yep, for a long. So like now I'm, I'd be fully comfortable just walking into any studio and using high end equipment because it's not like, I'm not going to be like starstruck when I see it. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. I've, I've worked with these compressors. I've worked with these microphones. I know how to handle them. It's not. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was kind of like through not knowing what it is I wanted to do and through going through something that was supposed to be the main plan and was really just not ended up not being what I wanted that's how I found so much love for what it is I do do right now and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So if I can make up, if I can make my whole, like I've made my, my living off of uh, doing music stuff. Like I, it was my primary source of income for, for a while. And mm-hmm. you know, I still audio stuff is still what pays my bills now. And you know, it's pretty cool, but you know, it's, I, I wouldn't have had that without going through some terrible, annoying, boring times. But I think that's I can't a very say, big lesson. Yeah I, yeah, I can't say I recommend, but I can't say I recommend university for everyone. It's no. just one of those things. Yes, it helped me grow as a person, but realistically, like moving forward, like, yes, that it gave me time to to become more responsible, to learn lessons and, and, you know, all the stuff you need to learn in life that that helps push you forward. But like, it wasn't necessary for me to to get going with what I am doing right now. Yeah, it was like the perfect excuse. Like it was like going there probably just accelerated the period of time that you were going to take music seriously. Yeah, exactly. It gave me a, it gave me a safe, like a kick in the pants. It gave me a safe place to, well, safe quote unquote, to really just explore what it is I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then it gave me the opportunity to, to jump at it, to do it full time uh, when I was ready to do that. Mm. And, you know, I had something else that I was doing that occupied my time well, or gave me an excuse to be, you know, it, it was basically it was a thing of product that's deemed productive mm-hmm. that was put into my life as my main focus that within it had gaps in time that allowed me to pursue yeah. something else that you know I, I don't know how to explain it i, I also like don't want to sound like I'm, I'm shitting on like post-secondary education no I no think, i'm definitely not shitting on it. i like think it's, it's ultimately good, what just you like not necessary totally it's like what you give to it is what you get out of it you know, and so I think a lot of people, it's very difficult to give a lot to your studies. Except not necessarily on a money standpoint. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking like the efforts that you put in. Yeah. Um, so what you, the efforts that you put into university are what you're going to get out of it. So the efforts you put into networking with your peers or the efforts you put into your studies, the efforts that you put into learning over memorization is something that I think is really, really important. Whereas for people like us, we were really struggling to, with kind of almost like an identity crisis being in that environment, knowing that like for speaking for myself, for example, when I was in class, I remember learning about certain things and being like, I am not interested in studying a topic to become an academic. I was like, I have no interest in academia and studying why things happen just for the sake of 
knowing why you know it's like yeah. i want to i want to drive tangible results for things i have big goals you know yeah um when i was in communications i was hoping that it would have a much stronger um sort of look on social media and i and kind of the i could go into the marketing side of that but it really wasn't that it was like understanding how people communicate through different like periods of time and stuff yeah. that was a lot of what i was learning and i was like or research like there was a qualitative and quantitative research class i'm like I am never going to be doing research in my life. I, I, I just knew that for a fact. Um, today, maybe I do like hypotheses with marketing if I'm mm -hmm. running ads um, and then I might optimize them after. But and I guess that's technically research, but it's not not to the extent that they want you doing in university. Um, for me, it was just it was a lot of self-awareness, knowing that my skill set which is very much with people and in, on the creative side, I didn't feel like it was the best environment to learn about creative business, especially in an environment where you take marketing courses. I remember a marketing course I took two years ago in 2017 didn't mention Facebook or Instagram, which doesn't make sense. Yep. Or YouTube. Um, and I'm like, that's, or search engine optimization, SEO, which has been around even longer than I feel like university and post-secondary education in general, especially anything that's not really a college, like college gives you hands-on experience. Oh, for, for sure. World. I think college but, is so valuable. But the reason, one of the main reasons I didn't click well with university is because it was all theory, no application. Mm -hmm. And until you got to like third or fourth year where you could do it, go off and do a co-op where they say, okay, you've learned enough theory. You can go off and try it. And then even then on a very basic level, um, you know, I feel like having being having an entire learning environment that isn't the full scope of learning and is only the one like the thought process side and not the actual yeah. building of, you know, muscle memory in a, in, a, in a sense when it comes to actually like how you're actually going to do the job you want to do. Like sitting the skills down, involved with it, too. Like, like I, didn't I could think sit down it, and read about basketball until the, like to, until the like the end of next year. Yeah. And then but it's if not going to prove your jump yeah, shot. Yeah. It's, if <laughs> I go and stand on the court, it's like, yeah, I can know exactly what to do. But yeah, it's not going to make me be Steph Curry and instantly start splashing everything. But when yeah. I never actually did it, you know? I can read about being a quarterback, but put the ball in my hands. I may not be able I <laughs> I can't throw it past maybe 30, 40 yards. Yeah. Well, it's like, let alone like throwing like what, like 99 air touchdowns like these pros because yeah. they've been doing it. Yeah. It's repetition and it. a skill set that really has to be honed. And I found a lot of my issue with it too was like, like, and so I, I split my time between business and communications. And as a business student, I was like, why do I have to learn about calculus? If I know I'm never going to be using this in my life Yeah, and it's mandatory. And I was like, okay, well, if I want to do marketing and entrepreneurship, I want 80% or more of my classes to be on those two subjects. Yeah. I was like, I don't care about whether it was like managerial economics or accounting or like I said, calculus. I was like, these things to me are not going to be important for the career that I'm trying to build for myself. And I found that a lot of it had emphasis on creating a well-rounded, easily entry-level employable human being mm -hmm. as opposed to creating an extremely valuable skilled asset that can drive whatever result you're looking for in a very specific area and that's what i valued more i wanted to be and i'm still working on it a very valuable content and destination marketer somebody that can go in and create really incredible images and and videos to help sell destinations and experiences uh and i knew i can't I can't learn that 
from the school. But that, in, that was in, all in self-awareness. One thing too. that I've learned through the job that I do now. So I hear I'll, I'll give a brief explanation of what it is I do. I handle simultaneous interpretation for mainly court. Well, one of the companies sounds I work like with. a fucking doctor. Yes, I handle <laughs> simultaneous interpreta- interpretation for corporate and union related gigs. Uh, that'd be meetings, conferences, whatever. And basically what that is, is one per- the, they'll be talking usually English and French. Sometimes there's uh, native languages like Anuktitut and whatnot. Mm. But usually someone will be speaking into the microphone in one language. It goes via the microphone to a pair of headphones on an interpreter in an interpreter booth. They hear it in one language, speak it in another, mm. into their microphone. We wirelessly transmit that to earpieces of people in the room so that they can hear their language while the other person at the front is talking in another language mm-hmm. all in real time and interpreted for them. Uh, but through that job, I've been like, you know, I've been really seeing the products of university students and where a lot of them end up. It, and that's in as cogs in a bigger machine, like government jobs or mm. big companies where it's you're not necessarily doing something that you enjoy. It's just a job. But yeah, it's not a calling, but the you're doing it because it's consistent money, consistent income, and you're comfortable and it's safe. It's very safe. And one thing that I noticed is just while interacting with these people, even on a very small level, but also sitting in on all their secret meetings and, you know, hearing the way that they interact with each other and the problems that they actually face on a daily basis and what their life is like. It's, it's, it's almost kind of sad mm. seeing like these people who could have been living out like multiple dreams. There's plenty of people even during their meetings talk about what it is they wish they could be doing, but the re- that they're now here or wherever they have ended mm. up in their life. And, you know, there's a lot of people who in that situation, they've they're, they've kind of just regretted their decision of it's like, yo, I had this opportunity to not necessarily go to school and I could have been doing this or this or doing this after school. Yeah. And, and I chose to go to school because it was my parents who made that decision or it was the safe route, the smart route, where it was it was easy, essentially, like it, it, it. It, there's no risk to it. And mm. when it comes to stuff that you like what you or I do, it's like, yeah, do I have a safe job? Yes. But I also have a business on the side that yeah. I'm making money from. And that's what I want to do. Side hustles, baby. Side hustles is it, you know, I keep it as a side hustle until the side hustle can been, become the main hustle. Yeah. My, my, the way I will officially leave all my ties to my current work is when my side hustle has paid just as much for three months straight. Yeah, three months straight. Uh, it pays the same as if, like, personally, or w- really close to. Yeah, I'm waiting until mine. Does or I'm more. like turning away clients because I know I'm too busy with the other things that yeah. I wouldn't be able to actually like execute when, upon those ideas. When my main hustle gets like in the way of my side hustle, and, and not in the usual sense where it was like, oh, I can't just can't work from nine to five, like doing my side hustle. Yeah. Like when it's like to the point where like there's something like, let's say there's a client who wants to work with me that's offering me more money than my my main hustle would make me during that day. And they need me to work right in the middle of when my main hustle is. And if I'm having to call into the to work and be like, hey, I can't come in because I got a client that's going to be paying me more it's than concept. when I'm making it work, you know, if I'm doing that, like if, if I have to call in like that at least three times a month, like. You know, I'm I'm yeah. probably thinking, you know, it might be time to take that, take a few more uh, less shifts at work and keep yeah, I actually on the kind of had a, a little situation like that, like this week. So I booked off like four or five weeks in advance. My uh, I booked off New Year's. Yeah, um, because I was supposed to have a shoot that night. Uh, You're not going to Johnny's. No, I, I, <laughs> I was supposed to have a shoot. So 
Um, basically, I was I'm still in the process of kind of figuring out the rate. So it's either going to be eleven hundred dollars for photo and video in a second shooter. Yep. Or five hundred dollars just for photos in a second shooter, which are both very affordable quotes. Yeah. Um, yeah. very reasonable, especially for the quality that you're getting. Yeah, and it's um, and so they're kind of just like uh, kind of just like figuring out if they want to invest in that, like because it is a decent amount of money to fork up and stuff. Yeah, it's but, not a small number. Um, so they're just figuring that out, and they'll get back to me. But then. I was told at my other job at the restaurant the other day that I had to work New Year's because everybody else booked it off as well. And their criteria was the newest people are going to be working. Yeah, they got to put them through the uh, the hazing process. Yeah. So I was like a little bummed. So, but that was kind of like a situation where I would have made more money than one of my regular steady jobs yeah. that night, especially if they accepted the $1,100 offer. Yeah. That's, that's the, literally probably like a thousand dollar difference between the two. That's the funny thing about, uh, about side hustles is like, there have been times where doing music, I've made more money in like one or two hours doing what I want to do mm. than I've made in a full week of doing what I don't want to do. Yeah. Like that's like, when I think about that, that's actually crazy. Like I've made more money in doing two or three hours of performing which was which maybe included five hours of rehearsing and you know set list creation and all that. Well, so you, like, you recording your album and stuff. Yeah, well, and the, like that, well that's songs. all. That's you know for something else, I guess. Like you know, it's all work that goes into it. But like, let's say for one show, I'm on stage for an hour. Mm. There's maybe like four or five hours of prep that goes into that one hour on stage. Which let's say that's a total six hour day. Six hour day. If I can walk out of there with fifteen hundred dollars for a six-hour day, mm. I'm fucking chilling. Yeah, like that's, that's a insane. great day. When like I could work for a week at another job, and then my check at the end of the week or the at the end of two weeks is like twelve hundred bucks. Mm. Like you know, like that's yeah. And that's the thing. It's because when you do creative work or any work that has a lot of value to people, it entertains people or it can help their business or other things like that. You don't get paid for your time. You get paid for the value that you provide for them. Yeah, exactly. So in my case, it's like my rate can be a little bit higher because I know, let's say like an event that has hundred dollar tickets. If I charge, like I was saying, $1,100, my videos and photos only have to bring in 11 new people next year for them to break even. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like, that's, part of it as well is like your service has a lot of value to these people and you can actually you can charge well because you are that valuable yeah exactly but i think that's gonna wrap up everything for yeah we've just gone over an hour i think we're sitting at like what 67 minutes yeah like 64 64 64. look down at your spotify apple podcast apple music whatever it is and we have surpassed an hour yeah so uh, we're coming up to the end of it. Um, you know, uh, is there any closing remarks you want to get in before uh, we're done this podlius? Yeah, I think kind of just the biggest lesson and takeaway from today is that how RJ and I found, and we're still very early in the process, and we're going to be early in the process for a long time because that's just how things are. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Um, but how we found our passions and our side hustles and the things that we care most about that we are transforming into our careers was through doing things that we hated repeatedly. And if you are in a situation where you hate what you're doing, where you think what you're doing sucks, if you think life sucks, 
Just know that the more you dive into that shithole, the more you dive into the dirt, the more likely it is that your brain is going to go searching for things that it would rather be doing. And when those signals and those signs pop up, pay attention and jump in. Yeah, I know too many people who, who have ignored those signals, kept on doing what they're doing and get locked in and then uh, never followed that dream that could, yeah. have, uh, could have brought them a lot more happiness. And then eventually down the line, down the line, sorry, more money and more uh, more life. Yes. Uh, but with that being said, thank you so much for tuning into episode 28 uh, or season two, episode two of the whole lot of nothing podcast. As uh, usual, my name has been Roland Prince at Roland the Prince on Instagram. You can give me a follow. And then across the table for me is my boy, Jamie Lee at James life life with an extra E and then solo. That is her sign off. <laughs> Hold on. Can, so, you come, can you come back in and unplug some mics? Yeah, solo just wanted to come in. There she is. She's back. Yeah, she's back. Hold on. Can I get her comes to, like, in only for the beginning and the end. Let me let me get you to like sniff the mic or something. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Oh. Give me, give give it a sniff. Solo, speak. Woof, woof. Wow. <laughs> Solo's not out. Uh, no, not she's too she's not a talkative dog. Unfortunately, she's shy. Yeah, she's going anyways, right over my headphone cord. That but is anyway, going to yeah, wrap up everything for today. Whoa! Did you see that? Yeah, she popped your arm up because she, she literally just took her head and like, like moved my arm. And like, get the fuck out of the way! Yeah, she's gotten good. Anyway, Sassy. we need to end this podcast. People don't want to listen to me talk about my dog. Okay. We gotta post a picture of her on the podcast Instagram just so we know what they oh, just, they know oh, what she looks like. Look at my face. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as as a picture for the podcast. Yeah. Solo, 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 solo. <laughs> There we go. I got a couple. But anyway, okay. thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. We'll have another episode out next week if we decide to record and Solo doesn't unplug all our microphones in the process. But uh, but thank you to everyone who uh, paid attention. We love you. We need you. And uh, keep on being who you are. And feel free to share this with anybody you know. Yeah. Give us uh, some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Okay. That's it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> okay. Bye. Oh, my God. <laughs> so